This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. You can't be casual with God, because God will always demand your reverence and respect. What does that mean? Pastor Ray is no stranger to the subjects that most Christians love to talk about. Grace and mercy, divine healing, forgiveness of sin, miracles, faith and hope, angels, and of course, prosperity. Others, repentance, prayer and fasting, generosity, integrity, forgiveness of others, and godly sorrow seem to be less popular because they involve the always uncomfortable emotion of conviction. This week's five-day lesson, Fear of the Lord, falls in neither of these categories and certainly doesn't mean what most think it means. Unlike life's most common fears, fear of man, fear of failure, and fear of death, this fear has nothing to do with terror or fright, but all to do with an awesome reverence and respect for an almighty, all-powerful, all-loving Father. Stay tuned for today's message and Pastor Ray's powerful explanation of what fearing God really means. Well, fear is something that everybody goes through, everybody deals with it, but the Word of God has some very important things to say about fear. First thing you need to understand about fear is that apart from fear, listen to me very carefully, apart from fear, the devil can't do anything to you. Just as God, apart from faith, can't do anything for you. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Want me to say it again? Yes. Apart from fear, the devil can't do anything to you. As God, apart from faith, can't do anything for you. What we have to come to realize and understand is that faith and fear are both spiritual connectors. They connect us. Faith connects us to God and all the blessings that he has. Fear will align us and hook us up with the devil and all the murderous lies and things that he wants to speak to us. Apart from fear, the enemy has no power in your life or in my life. It's faith, that hook up to God, which keeps us moving and keeps us free and keeps us full of God's blessings. So apart from fear, the devil can't do anything. So it would seem to me that fear is a really important subject for the body of Christ to talk about and to deal with. Now here's something interesting. Meditating on fear thoughts will create and intensify fear in your life. Did you hear what I said? Meditating on fear thoughts will create and intensify fear in your life. Meditating on faith thoughts will create and intensify faith in your life. Now, we can, we can prove that because we have one verse in the Bible that says, faith come, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
Now, sometimes, you know, how many of you would agree with that meditating is a form of hearing? It's inward, but you're hearing something because your mind is going through something. It's an inward hearing, but nonetheless, it's a hearing. So meditating on faith thoughts will create and intensify faith in your life. Uh, That's why the Bible says in Philippians, or I'm sorry, in, in, um, let me see now, where is it? Hebrews, taking every thought captive and making it obedient unto Christ. We've got to learn how to deal with fear thoughts. Uh, And and you see, the, the thing is about fear is that you have to deal with those thoughts quickly. Otherwise, what happens is that fear will get a foothold into your life. Anybody ever have that experience? Now, just because you have a fear thought doesn't mean that you have to play into that thought or give into that thought. Actually, quite the contrary, when fear comes in, that's the time for faith to start to rise out of your belly. That's the time for faith declarations to come out of your mouth. Well, anyway, we have, we have a lot of things that we could say about fear, but I thought that we could go over to Matthew's gospel because there's a story here that I absolutely love, and I want to just share some points about it uh, because fear is something that we all deal with. I want to say this to you first. Don't abandon your ship because a miracle is about to take place in your life. If you're not careful, fear will cause you to have thoughts to abandon your ship. Worse than that, or equally as bad, is that fear thoughts will cause you to change your course and change your direction. And changing your course and your direction in this particular instance may not necessarily be the answer that you need or the answer that's going to solve your problem. So we see here in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, and I'm just going to preach out of my heart today because I want to encourage you, but this all has to do, or a lot of it has to do with fear. In verse 22, it says here, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Let's just get ourselves to this place. Jesus had been ministering to the multitudes. If you remember the story, they got hungry. And the disciples, you know, suggested that Jesus send them away. And Jesus said, no, you do something about it. And that's where he did the miracle, where he broke the fish and the loaves and he fed the 5,000. And they, they, were, they were working hard. So Jesus said, at this point, in verse 22, he said, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go, uh, go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. I like this first verse here. It says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. Immediately he made his disciples. I just want to preach on that for a moment because for many of us in this room, we've been walking and following Jesus for a really long time. Where you are right now in life is where Jesus has sent you. You see, if you're in the midst of a storm, and we're going to read about a storm in these verses, if you're in the midst of a storm, uh, chances are that Jesus sent you right into that storm. Now, that's not always the truth, but in this case, these, these guys ended up in the midst of a storm, and I just submit to you, you know, here tonight, do you think that Jesus was unaware that a storm was going to brew up en route to the other side? No. Jesus knows everything. God knows everything. He knew exactly where he was sending his disciples. And really, what I begin to, to find as I read this story is that a lot of times the storms or the rocky places in our life are nothing other than a way for God to help us to exercise our faith and for him to prove to us that whatever he says is going to happen in our lives. He said to them, get in the boat and go to the other side. So listen, I, I like to say this. I don't know sometimes why I end up in some places that I end up. Did you ever, did you ever feel that way? 
Why am I in this place? Well, I keep going back to this one thought that Jesus, you're the one that told me to get in this boat. You're the one who sent me to this place. You know where I am and you're not going to forget about me. You got me into this mess and I know you'll get me out of it. I remember, you know, I was pastoring this church for a number of years and working hard and praying and living the best that I can and doing all these things. And, and I just couldn't understand why at different times we came up against rocky places, rocky territory. And it, it was just, you know, I'd look up to God and say, God, what, what have I done wrong? And God would answer back saying, you haven't done anything wrong. You're doing everything right. Sometimes when you do everything right, you end up in a storm. See, I sent my disciples, put them in a boat, told them to go on the other side. What, son, son, this is God speaking, son, what made you ever think that your ride from one place to the other place was going to be smooth and easy? See, we got to get this smooth and easy mentality out of our Christian thinking. Smooth and easy doesn't build faith. Smooth and easy, easy doesn't build trust. Smooth and easy doesn't build the muscle. Listen, faith is like a muscle. Do you understand this? Faith is like a muscle. Everybody's born with muscle. How come there are some guys walking around here today with muscles bigger than mine? Man, it ticks me off that some of you, I mean, you hardly flex your arm and your shirt pops, you know, the muscle pops right out of your shirt. Man, I got to pump this thing like this to even get a little, a little pee to jump up. What's the difference? Why, why, why do some have more muscle than others or bigger muscle than, or more toned muscle than others? Why? Because those individuals usually are ones who have taken the time to exercise that muscle to the point of ex exhaustion because that's how you make a muscle grow. You exhaust it and you pump it up a little bit more and each time you do that, the muscle gets stronger. And here you're going you're gonna to discover that that's what a faith walk is all about. Faith doesn't grow unless it has some resistance. Muscles don't grow unless there is some resistance. It's resistance training that builds muscle. I'm going to tell you what. It's faith resistance. It's resistance in your life against your faith that's going to cause the greatest growth of your faith muscle. And I'm going to tell you what. God sometimes brings us into difficult situations because he wants our muscle of faith to grow to a bigger level because he knows in his infinite mind that there's something greater about to happen on the other side of this journey that's going to warrant your strength of faith. Amen. Go ahead. So here Jesus puts his disciples in a boat and sends them right into a storm. I thought if I was going to walk with Jesus, this is going to be a cakewalk. I thought walking with Jesus, man, I want to walk on water. But Jesus said, listen, sometimes before you walk on water, you're going to have to face a storm. You're going to have to have the guts to get out in the midst of a storm and begin to do your faith walking. Now, this has all to do with fear because while God is trying to build up faith in our life, the devil, on the other hand, is throwing every kind of fear thought, fear situation, fear thing at you to try to get you off of your faith walk or your faith voyage. Listen, folks, stay in the boat because a miracle is about to happen. You may have to weather a couple of storms. You may have to weather some rocky seas. You may have to weather some rocky places, but hang in for a while because the ride isn't finished. A miracle is about to take place before you. 
If you have obeyed God and obeyed his command and you are a follower of Jesus, get ready. Just because you hit a few bumps in the road, don't change course. Keep on going. Jesus has given you the right destination. You've just got to have the gumption, the faith, the courage to keep on going even in the midst of a storm. How many Christians I have seen over the years that, that have gotten off to a good start, but because there's been some bumps along the way, and bumps can be anything. Bumps can be stresses, pressures, financial, physical, mental, people pressures. Oh, get ready, you will have people pressures. Somebody give me an amen. And sometimes from the members of your own family. People pressures. And they're on their way and they're on course. But because of the pressures, because the way got a little rocky, they're ready to jump out and abandon ship or turn around and change direction. You know what I found out sometimes about changing direction? You're just going back from where you started from. If you've started out in faith and you've started out with direction and you've got the voice of God that told you to go in this way, just like Jesus said, get into the boat, he told him you're going to the other side. He didn't say you wouldn't have a storm. He didn't say you wouldn't have a wave. He didn't say you wouldn't have thunder. He didn't say you wouldn't have lightning. He didn't say you wouldn't have wind. He said, get in the boat, you're going to the other side. He said, get in the boat because this voyage is going to take you in the direction and the, to the destination that I desire and have chosen for you. Along the way, you're going to hit a few bumps. But get ready, I will be with you and you will get to the other side of this journey. You're going to get to the other side of this hard spot in your life. You are going to get to the other side of this financial pressure in your life. You are going to get to the other side of this area that you've hit in your life. Maybe it's not financial. Maybe it's not mental. Maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's a professional thing. Maybe it's a, it's a career thing. God said, hold fast. Don't change your direction. Keep on going. We're getting to the other side of this thing. Come on, somebody give me a better amen. So verse 22, what I get out of that is that Jesus got me in this mess and he's going to get me out of it. He made me get in this boat and he knew exactly where I was going. He knew that there was a storm that was going to brew up, but he wanted to use that as an opportunity to see how I would react in faith. And if I would allow my faith to be exercised, sometimes to the point of exhaustion, anybody with me? Don't think it, don't think just because, you know, you, you've, been, you've been battling some fears in your life and fear wants to come against you and try to sap your faith. Don't, don't get discouraged by that. Just look at it like you're in the weight room at the gym and you're pressing against that resistance and every, with every press, with every pump, the muscle of faith is growing bigger and stronger in your life and fear is starting to diminish because the only way that you can get rid of fear in your life is through the exercise of faith. Faith is what's going to demolish fear in your life because they're total opposites. They are opposed to one another. Fear and faith cannot operate in the same place, just like light and dark cannot operate at the same place. You could be in a totally dark room. The minute you flip on a, 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 a lighter or strike a match, that light overtakes the darkness. They are totally opposed to one another. So, so you see, so you see, if you're having a rough ride of it, just know that Jesus got you in this boat. Jesus told you to go in this direction. And the ultimate end is that you're going to get to the other side and you are going to reach your destination. So don't abandon your ship. Don't change course. Don't change direction. Trust the voice of God to lead you all the way safely home. Verse 23. So it says here, when he had sent the multitudes away, 
he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes in pursuit of my dreams and visions and in pursuit of the things that I believe God has spoken to me, sometimes I feel like I'm riding alone. Has anyone ever felt that? I mean, I know the verses. I know the verses. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But there have been some times when I've been traveling that I felt alone. I know, I know, you know, subconsciously or consciously, I am aware of the fact of the word. It says, you would never leave me nor forsake me. But I remember having to say that to myself about a thousand times to really get to believe it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I had to remind myself over and over again. You see, sometimes when we feel that Jesus has left us, he hasn't left us. He's right there. He may, in this case, now let's read down because he says here, now in the fourth, or I'm sorry, um, verse 23, he went to the, he had sent the multitudes away. He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was there alone. But listen to verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. I've been there. I've been in the middle of the, the, middle of the sea, so to speak, tossed by the waves, wondering where the heck is Jesus? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where on earth is God? God, you've left me. God, how did you get me into this mess? How did I end up in this place? Where are you, Jesus? Am I the only one who's experienced this? Or are you all talking to me? See, sometimes we're afraid to be truthful and be real. Let me tell you what. You want to know the first first way you're going to get your deliverance? Get real. Tell the truth. When you feel alone, say, I feel alone, Jesus. I know your word says... You'd never leave me nor forsake me, but right now I feel like I've been left and forsaken. I don't know, Jesus. I'm, I'm just going to keep quoting your word. But I feel alone and forsaken. And, and these guys right here are in the boat, and, G, and they're in the midst of the storm, but Jesus ain't, ain't with them. They're in the boat by themselves. Sometimes, folks, it feels like we're in the boat by themselves, and I can't really, really explain this properly, but I'm going to give it a try. Sometimes Jesus just lets us be out there by ourselves for a little while. I know we've got this impression that Jesus holds our hand and he's with, he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Well, why is he up in the mountains praying and his disciples are on the sea terrified for their life? He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Well, the fact of the matter is that no matter where Jesus is, He knows exactly what's going on in your life. And he has a plan to get you out of every disaster, every mess, and every challenge. He knows exactly where you are right now. You're feeling like God's left me, God's forsaken me, God didn't leave you. He knows exactly where you are because he's the one who directed you in that direction. If you're following God. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. He said, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. That means the wind was blowing against the boat, shaking the boat, rocking the, bo- the boat. And um, in, in Mark's gospel, chap- chapter 6 and verse 48, it says in the same verse, it says that he saw them straining and he came to them. He saw them straining and he came to them. Just because you're in the midst of this time where you think that Jesus doesn't know where you are or Jesus doesn't know what's going on in your life, he sees your straining and he has a plan to come to you. He's not going to leave you out there in the midst of your challenge and your confusion and your trying time. He's going to come. Now let's just read on. It says here, he came to, uh, again, verse 24, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Now I like verse 25. It says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. 
Now, I did a little study on the fourth watch of the night. The, the night in the, um, in the Jewish tradition or the Roman, I guess it was the Roman, Romans divided up the night and they had it divided into, into four portions. This last portion of the night was called morning. It was the hour between six, 3 and 6 a.m., and it was called morning. So when this verse says that now it was the fourth watch of the night, it meant it was the very early part of the day, the morning. And it says it was the fourth watch of the night or the morning Jesus went to them walking on the sea. I'm reminded of, an, of a verse. The weeping may endure for the night, though I may be rocked around in this little boat right now for a little while out in the middle of the storm feeling alone and Jesus is up in the mountain somewhere praying. Though, though weeping may endure for the night, though I may go through a little bit of a challenge or a struggle, joy cometh in the morning. This was the morning hour when Jesus came to them in the midst of their trouble. Let me tell you what, hold on, don't abandon your ship because God is about to do a miracle in your midst. So it was the fourth watch of the night. It was the morning hour. And Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. You see how the devil wants to pervert. Sometimes the very thing that God sends to bless you, the devil wants you to think that it is something other than a blessing. It's coming from, you know, some other source that it's not God. Here comes Jesus walking on the water, and they were so gripped by fear. Let me tell you, let me tell you one of the actions or activities of fear. When fear gets hold of you, it will, it will, it will totally tarnish your ability to see clearly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Here the master is coming, walking on the water, yet these guys, because they're so they're so gripped by this power of fear that they think it's a ghost. That's why I'm going to tell you, we, we've got to learn how to deal with fear, cut fear's head off even before it gets a stronghold in our life because that's exactly what fear wants to do. Fear wants to get into your life and, and just get hold of you and become a stronghold and try to bring you down. It wants to pervert everything in your life. You can end up getting so fearful that you don't even believe in God anymore. That's how, that's how, that's how strong and lethal fear is. Fear will cause your thinking to go squirrely. You're going to forget that God is in your midst. You're going to forget about the power of God's word and how you can have control over the circumstances and you can have control over the situation by and through the power of faith. That's the way you demolish fear in every area of your life. Is everybody with me? So it says here, now it was the fourth watch of the night and Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. Let me tell you what, no matter where you are, Jesus is going to speak to you. Jesus knows exactly where you are. He didn't lose sight of them. He was up in the mountains praying. They were out in the boat in the middle of a, of a storm. Jesus knew exactly where they were, and he went to go get them because he saw that they were in trouble. Jesus knows the trouble that you go through and he will come to you at the right moment and deliver you from your distress. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus, in the midst of storms, this is what you're going to hear. In the midst of a trying time, this is what you're going to hear. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. It is me. It is Jesus. And I am here to help you get safely all the way to the other side. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.